Turn your Bibles, if you would, please, to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. I want to just read a little bit with you, please. Beginning in verse 1. Philippians chapter 3, verse 1. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you, to me indeed it's not grievous, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of concision, for we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh, though I might also have confidence in the flesh. If any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ, yea, doubtless, and I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but done, that I may win Christ, and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is the law, but that which is through the flesh of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, would you bless each one who's come tonight. And Father, as I read these verses today, I just thank you, dear God, for blessing me, and I ask you to do so to each one who's come now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I was reading these verses and I got to thinking about uh, confidence. In these first few verses, it talks about having confidence. And um, verse 4 says, Though I might also have confidence in the flesh. Now I know one thing, there's a difference in confidence and pride. Pride is dangerous. And a lot of people have a lot of pride it causes them to do things against the Lord. But also know another thing. You've got to have confidence, a certain amount of confidence, if you're going to serve the Lord uh, and just be the kind of person you ought to be. Now, I know what it is to be brought down, okay? I went to my doctor here a while back, and and uh, the nurse and, and the doctor, my, my doctor's a woman, and... Uh, she said, I need to examine your legs for uh, to see if they're all right because I had cramps in my legs. And I pulled my pants leg up. She said, hey, nurses, all your nurses, come here a minute. Come here a minute. I want you to see something. This legs ain't seen the sun. No. <laughs> and she, we always had legs like this one. <laughs> my confidence dropped right down on the floor. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> I'll never forget it. I said, thanks a lot, Doc. But uh, I also know that there was a time in my life that uh, I didn't have confidence in myself. And uh, I was an introvert. And I found out that you can't serve the Lord like you ought to, have, ought to do unless you've got confidence in yourself. And uh, I know one thing, Christ can give you that confidence. Because I... I after I got saved, I started witnessing for the Lord. And 
I'm witnessing for the Lord, uh, people will say bad things about you. You're, you're always worried because you've heard all your life about people that reject Christ and don't want anything to do with Christ. And you're out there trying to witness people. You're expecting the worst from people. And I, can, I found out, though, you know, there's a lot of people out there who want to know about Christ. And all we got to do is find the right ones. And going through the uh, trying to find the right ones, though, you meet some people that just say some bad things to you and you lose your confidence. And verse 1 says, Finally, my brother, rejoice in the Lord. And so first thing I want you to see is, uh, what is Christ, what does Christ mean to you as a Christian? Number one, uh, Finally, my brother, rejoice in the Lord. We're to trust in the Lord and rejoice in Him. The first verse through verse 6, Paul tells us to put our confidence in the right thing. That's Christ. Not in man or not in riches. 1 Timothy 6 verse 17 says, Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. I remember when I first was called to preach and I was getting permits to build churches. I think I've helped build 10 uh, over the years, but uh, uh, in building churches, I'd go down to the courthouse, and I'd never been down there before those council meetings and everything, and before the ones that give you the permits and all those things, and, and here no country boy down there, and I learned something very quickly. If you go in there and act dumb as you can be, and just say that they start asking the questions about the, well, I don't know, can you help me with this? You know they'll help you. But if you go in there and you act like you know everything, they'll, they'll stick it to you. And so I finally, I said, Lord, you're going to have to help me with this thing. <laughs> I'd go in there and I'd come out with my permit and everything that I needed all these years for the Lord. And I found something. Uh, if I wanted confidence to go into those places and to face people, I always prayed and asked God to go for me first before I got there and opened God's, the people of minds of people and God would take care of it. And He always has. Verse 5 says we are not to trust in our parentage who are our dads and moms and so on. Verse 5 also says nor in authority. We're not to trust in authority. Verse 6, not in sincerity. No matter how sincere you are, if you trust in anything besides Christ, uh, you're sincerely wrong. And it's just that simple. The only way a Christian can have confidence in this old world is in the Lord Jesus Christ, our God. Number two, uh, what is Christ to us? Christ is our hope. Look at verse 7 and 8. But what things were gained to me, those I kind of lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, I count all things lost, but lost for the excellent knowledge of Christ, Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of things, and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. Now, hope is not in things, but in Christ. Romans chapter 8, verse 24 says, For we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why do he yet hope for? Verse, uh, Romans 8, verse 25 says, But if we hope 
or that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. You know, I've got over a lot of humps in my life. I mean, a lot of troubles and a lot of anguish in my life. If things are going right, or things are going wrong with you today, you know what gets you over it? Jesus might come today. Amen? And if He comes today, it don't matter then. It's all over with. And I pray every day, even so come Lord Jesus. And if I'm, if I'm having trouble with somebody, or I'm having trouble with problems in my life, I get to thinking about this. My hope is that Jesus would come back for me. And He could come back today, so why should I let somebody mess up my day then? I just go on and through and thank the Lord. I'm looking for Him to come. And uh, number two, Christ is our hope. Christ is our righteousness. Look at verse 9 with me. For be found in Him not having mine own righteousness, which is the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Uh, Turn with me to James for just a minute. James chapter uh, 5. And I'd like for you to look at uh, verse 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now, I learned something very early also as a Christian. I want to pray for people. I want God to hear my prayers. And I know I'm a sinner saved by God's grace. Well, how am I going to pray then and have confidence that God's going to answer my prayers? Well, my righteousness is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I know that I do things wrong, but I also know that all my right, if if I'm any good whatsoever, it has to be Christ that does it. It sure ain't in me. And therefore, every time I go to pray... I always pray for somebody, Lord, my righteousness lays in you. And Father, I'm asking you to do it. You to take care of me. And you to answer my prayers. And I know with confidence that He'll hear me then. Because He said, uh, the fervent prayer of a righteous man, and I'm righteous in Christ, availeth much. Amen? And so we can know that Christ is our righteousness. Number four, Christ is our inspiration. Or our pressing onward, if you would please. Look at verse 10. Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, down through verse 14. That I may know Him, and the power of His resurrection, and the fellowship of His sufferings, being made more conformable unto His death. If by any means I might attain unto the righteous of the dead, the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend, that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to apprehend it, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now, God, Christ is our inspiration, and what He's talking about there is, is our inspiration is our pressing on. Just keep on going. He's our inspiration. That's knowledge, verse 10 and 11. Christians are to know the sufferings of Christ. Know Him and His sufferings. I get to hurting sometimes all over, and the old devil says uh, that God's getting you. 
But I think about it, Jesus suffered a lot more than I do. Ever even thought about Jesus suffered and kept right on going. I can too then. He's my inspiration. He, uh, uh, Jesus is our energy. Just keep on going. Winning souls for Christ. Teaching about Christ. Uh, just anything that I can do for Christ. Well, how am I going to do it? By pressing on. Just keep on going for Christ's sake. No matter what. Verse 14. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Christ has the inspiration to keep on keeping on. Serving Him till He comes back. Amen. And then Christ is our salvation. Verse 15 all the way down to verse 20. So let us, let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. I want to ask you something. Is anybody in here perfect? We are in Christ Jesus, but not in ourselves. But what makes us perfect is Christ Jesus. Did you know you can't go to heaven unless you're absolutely perfect? There's no sin in heaven. You have to be perfect. Uh, and I, I never will forget dealing with a, a holiness preacher one time. Me and him was talking. Where, and uh, I said, I'm a sinner saved by God's grace. And he said, oh, no, I'm not, I've never sinned one time since I got saved. And I, he said, I'm perfect. And you're not perfect except in Christ Jesus. Amen? And that's what this is talking about. Salvation changes our conversation. Salvation changes our companions. Salvation changes uh, our bodies one of these days. Look at verse 21. Verse 20, Who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like in this glorious body. Now that's, that's pressing on. Uh, Christ is our trust, number 6. Look at verse 21 again, women. Who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to do all things unto himself. Now notice, he's going to do all things. Christ is our trust for salvation. Christ is our trust for service. Christ is our trust for dying. The one thing I'm concerned about is my friend that I want to see saved so bad. And I was asked, a friend of mine called and told me that he's in the hospital and they don't know if he's going to live or die. But his wife don't want me to come see him. And the problem is, I don't know if he's saved or not. And it's, it's troubling me so bad. And I think about this so much. Christ is our trust for dying. Amen. You know what? I'm not worried about myself dying. But I want everybody I know to go to heaven with me. And, when I, and you can't get them to go to heaven with you without Christ Jesus. And I thought, I thought tonight, I was thinking about starting off a new year. I, I listen to everybody talking about we're going to start a new year. Somebody said today, uh, I forgot who it was now I was listening to. They <coughs> said, man, it's a brand new year. I don't know where they at, but I got up this morning, same old time. <laughs> It's still hanging around. Amen. But you know what? I'm looking for a good year. If God gives me another day, I'm looking for tomorrow to be a good day. Amen. I might not make it to the end of the year. I don't know. But I want a good day tomorrow if the Lord let me have it. And I found out how to have it. It all lays in Christ Jesus. And if we could just learn to trust Him and not worry about everything else, that's where the good life is at. And that's what I want to do. And I pray for you and your families. Stand with me, please. 
Heavenly Father, we do thank You for Your goodness to us. We thank You for simplicity in Christ Jesus. If we could only learn to follow Him, like Paul is saying here in these few verses, if we learn to follow Christ, we can't go wrong. Just to obey and do what He says for us to do. We'll have good days. Bless us now as Your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.